You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Be sure to always appreciate greatness, whether it's Shohei, Giannis, Mahomes, or Joey Chestnut. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are back in Virginia, back in the 757 after being in Arizona all last week. And uh, and we brought back some some logic with us. We brought back, hopefully, a couple of good interviews, a couple of good good cool pieces of content from from Super Bowl week, but we brought back some common sense also. Don't blame Jalen Hurts. There were two winners last night. And I'm not saying like the only two winners, but there's we're going to do winners and losers tomorrow. Uh, winners and losers Tuesday doesn't stop with the NFL. Who's winning and who's losing in the sports world will decide tomorrow. Um, but I, I'll give you a winner right now. Yeah, the Chiefs. <laughs> sure. They're all going to get massive rings and hold trophies and take pictures and their legacies are being written. Sure. Jalen Hurts' his agent, a big fat winner also. Here's Jalen Hurts on uh, the game and, and coming up just short with his Eagles. You know, it's, it, it is it is a tough feeling to come up short. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's a very tough feeling. I know that the only direction is to rise. You know, that'll that'll be the MO going forward. That'll be the mentality going forward. That'll, that is a mentality. Um, you know, obviously, uh, credit them for the game that they played and a very competitive football game and a competitive football team and Coach Reed. Um, you know, we'll sit back and we'll reflect on it and we'll learn from it. Turnover's the equalizer. He's, I mean, trust me, no one has to tell Jalen Hurts he shouldn't drop a ball in the middle of the Super Bowl and let the defense pick it up and run it for a touchdown. Drop the ball at the worst possible time. I get it. But he threw it well. He ran it great. He orchestrated the offense in a really successful way. His offense scored 35 points in a Super Bowl. He ran for three touchdowns, tied for the most by any player, broke the record for most by a quarterback, accounted for four touchdowns, the most by a player in a loss in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. If you have a supposedly great defense and you score 35 points, even with spotting them a defensive score, you probably expect to win that game. Jalen Hurts' agent was watching that game. Like, you remember uh, Bugs Bunny back in the day? His eyes would turn to, to like, uh, jackpots and ding, 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 ding. That's what his agent was doing. With every ball completed, deep ball to uh, A.J. Brown, complete, ching Deep ball to Devontae Smith, complete, ching uh, Ball thrown to Dallas Goddard on the sideline, ching Running up the right sideline for more yards, ching 70-some-odd yards rushing, ching It just kept going up and up and up and up until you kind of have to put him in the mix with Herbert and Burrow as 50-plus million-dollar-per-year quarterbacks. Here's Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, talking about his guy being in the uh, the mix with the best guys. 
Yeah, to me, to me, Jalen uh, played uh, the best game I've seen him play in uh, in the two years we've been together. Um, he was outstanding. Uh, I, th- I really thought, thought I really thought he was in complete control. He did things with his legs in the run game. He did things with his with his arm in the pass game. Made some unbelievable throws, unbelievable reads. I thought he played outstanding. And you know, and that and really, you looked at you look at the game, and that was good for the NFL in the sense that the the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage and the biggest lights. And and um, you know. J- Jalen played played Jalen played great. You know what's a, a tough thing to backpedal from? Calling Jalen Hurts Michael Jordan, which is exactly what Nick Sirianni did in the lead up to the Super Bowl, and then losing in the final. Because I mean, MJ's thing is he never lost in the finals, right? Six and zero. Oh. Then you call Jalen Hurts Michael Jordan. And then like a week later, he lost in the Super Bowl. It's a tough spot for Sirianni to be in. So now he's saying, hey, Mahomes and Hurts, they're the two best. There's two Michael Jordans right now. It's, 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 a, it's a tough spot to be in. It, there is, again, this is going to be mostly 100% praise for Jalen Hurts. I thought last night he was fantastic. We're going to talk about why he should be in the mix with Herbert and Burrow as 50-plus million dollar per year quarterbacks, and that's where I think it's going to end up in a second. I do want to point this out, though. Hertz is a bit of a ball hog. All those read options and read keeps and RPOs, middle of the field, sure, you can have it, Kenneth Gainwell. Sure, Sanders, go see what's going on. Even Boston Scott can have a few of them. On the goal line, he ain't reading nothing. That's a keep. He's That is a keep. Jalen Hurts on the goal line, it is not a read keep. It is just a fake to the running back, and you're keeping it. Three touchdowns. Great. Love it. All those quarterback sneaks, calling your own number. Love it. That guy's a ball hog. Not saying there's anything wrong with it. It was wildly successful. Right? It's the argument that's the argument for and against Kobe, right? Kobe's a ball hog, and then Kobe's looking at you saying, I could pass it to Shasha Vujicic for an open jumper, or I could shoot it against this triple team, and I actually like my chances better. Like Jalen Hurts knows he's a good runner. He could give it to Kenneth Gainwell, or he could keep it, but that guy's keeping it. <laughs> He's just got confidence, and I, I like it. Again, it's mostly praise here. I like it. Now, here's the thing. Herbert and Burrow are going to get paid. And that was actually one of like the talks of Radio Row. Everyone was like, how high is this going to go? We talked with Lee Steinberg, legendary uh, uh, agent. Right, We're talking Aikman, Steve Young, Patrick Mahomes. He, Lee Steinberg had negotiated over $3 billion in contracts for his players, including those three quarterbacks. And we're, a big co- part of the conversation was how high will this quarter, quarterback market go? And, and the Burroughs and the Herberts were uh, obviously the ones mentioned the most. Jalen Hurts is going to be in the mix. I think it's going to be whoever signs first, the next guy signs for a little more, the next guy signs for the most out of those three. And Hertz might even have more leverage. Why? Because he's a second-round pick. So he hits free agency if the the, uh, the Jets, jeez, if the Eagles do nothing. Got my greens confused. If the Eagles do nothing, he hits free agency after this upcoming year. The other two guys, they can have the fifth-year option, so we have two years to make it work. They can threaten to be more patient. If I had to guess, Jalen Hurts on a slightly shorter deal will get 50-plus million dollars per year. Slightly shorter because he does play a a more uh, punishing style of play. You probably don't want to be tied to that forever. But think about that. 
last offseason, okay? We're not, I'm not talking about go back five years. I'm saying go back one calendar year. When the draft was coming up, the Eagles had three first-round picks, and they traded one of those to basically transfer it to a first-round pick next year, and the wide consensus was that way they'll have still a boatload of capital to trade up and go get a quarterback if they decide Jalen Hurts is not their guy. They went from that, like, hey, let's have a contingency plan in case he's not our guy, to I'm expecting him to get $50 million per year as one of the three highest paid quarterbacks in the league by next season. That is a return on investment. That's why the agent has the the Bugs Bunny dollar signs for eyeballs going right now. They probably would have signed for $30 million last year. I know it wasn't eligible for the extension, but if they were, they probably would have signed for $20 million a year last year. 50-plus per year. Goodness gracious. And all, all, I mean, everything that we've heard about Jalen, and this is true even when uh, the play wasn't living up to it, right, when he was getting benched at Alabama, when at Oklahoma it was, well, maybe he's a pro quarterback, when he was drafted in the second round, when he stepped in for those four starts or whatever it was at the end of his rookie year and he wasn't necessarily dynamic. When all of that was happening, nobody ever said a bad word about his personality. It was always he's working extremely hard, he's doing what it takes. It was just, we'll see if it it works for him. Now that we've shown it works for him, all that other stuff becomes invaluable. Because the one thing that is tough to predict is how does someone react once they get $50 million a year? We'd all like to think, right, nose to the grindstone. We're still working hard. Be where your feet are. We're trying to work. We're trying to get better. We're trying to win one day at a time. $50 million in my pocket. Nothing changes. It is it is hard to predict. But Jalen Hurts seems like the kind of guy that's like $50 million per year. Gosh, I could afford six squat racks for my garage. We're talking about the the nice floor put in so you can drop the weights and they don't crack. Now we're talking. Like, that's what it seems like. What you're saying, all that money? I could have a film room in my house dedicated just to watching film? Whew, whoa. I read an article about the, uh, the like, personal trainer. Not personal trainer, like, helps us lift weights. Personal trainer, like, helps us stretch and, and use, med- like, a like, a you know, athletic trainer type deal of LeBron James. And he said, you know, I told him to get a hot tub and a cold tub. He put one in all of his houses. It's like certain guys, they get money and it's like, perfect. Now I have all the money to make myself be as good as I possibly can. Right. Told him to get a cryogenic chamber. He was like, perfect. I'll put one in all of my houses. Well, you can just do one. Where are we going to be most of the time? Like home games. He's like, I want to travel one. What am I going to do on the road? Like I've got the money. That strikes me as Jalen Hurts style. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is a reaction Monday. I want your reactions to everything going on in the Super Bowl. 757-687-9494. That is both the call-in line and the Dream Lawns text line. Feel free to use whichever you choose. 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From Larry and Hampton, regardless of how you felt about the end of the game, Super Bowl 57 was a great game and it was one of the most competitive and one of my favorites of all time. It was almost the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Would it come out to 73 points? Yes. I believe 75 was the highest it had ever been. Uh, And it was close. It was a one score game. Most of the game, there were dramatic changes. I've no qualms with the entertainment factor of the game, except for the last like two minutes and 
whatever it was, 130. Once Bradbury got called for the hold, it, it really like the air was let out of the balloon a bit. But up until that point, classic, classic. And, you know, it stands to reason. You give, him, you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes with five minutes left to play and a chance to go win the game. I'm pretty sure that guy's going to go make make good on that chance to win the game. From Paul in Chesapeake, he's like, Tim, I, I got to get something off my chest to you. <laughs> okay. Everybody is complaining about the final call of the game, you know, the, the Bradbury yep. hold, but everybody's talking in hypotheticals. It's not uh, uh, written in stone that the Eagles would have actually went down and tied the game or won the game if that call wasn't called. Correct. It's the chance. They were robbed of the chance. You can't tell me that the game wasn't potentially different. If that Bradbury call isn't made, the the Chiefs have to kick a field goal from right where that play, that line of scrimmage was. Uh, if they make the field goal, the Eagles get the ball with whatever it was, a minute, down three. That's what the Eagles were robbed of. They were robbed of the chance to have the ball down three with a minute to go being kicked off to them. That's what they were robbed of. Not They weren't robbed of a win. They weren't robbed of the chan- a tie. They weren't robbed of overtime. They were robbed of if you think it was a bad call. I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad call, but if you believe it's a bad call, uh, they were robbed of the chance to have the ball with a minute left down three. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. All right, I hope we established not to blame Hertz. Now let's talk about giving credit. Who really deserves the most credit for that win? I think there's a pretty good argument. You could you could say Andy Reid's playbook. Coming up. 60 feet, 6 inches, 100 yards, or 500 miles. No matter the distance, travel it with us on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Within 10 minutes, we have a little bit of a giveaway. PBR, Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour. That's professional bull riding. Come into the area. We'll have tickets for that coming up in less than 10 minutes. So get your dialing fingers ready. Uh, A little bit of hint of how we're going to give those away. Okay. Andy Reid needs to flex a little bit on this one, meaning he needs to brag a little bit on this one, and I don't think he's going to because he's probably somewhere just digging into a cheeseburger. Uh, So I'll do it for him. Andy Reid called the same play two times on the goal line, and both times it ended with the most wide-open receiver I have seen in a while. Kadarius Toney caught a pass and could have like cartwheeled into the end zone if he wanted to, and then Sky Moore on the other side got the exact same thing. And it's even better. Chad Henney, who, by the way, retired after the game. Henney thing is possible. Pretty good, pretty good way out for Henney. Steps in the AFC Championship game, little 98-yard touchdown drive, gives it back to Mahomes, wins a Super Bowl, retires with a Bud Light in his hand on the field after the game. That's a nice way to go out, right? One drive to remind yourself you still could do it, right? Tell the grandkids, I I was the second-best quarterback in the league. Just happened to be behind the best quarterback in the league. doesn't have to be true. You just have to say it. Uh, And then he retires. But he said they found that play. Ready for this? Andy Reid is notorious for like staying up late, watching the Pac-12 after dark, seeing a play run by Arizona against Washington State, and then coming in and saying, I think this is going to work this week. We're going to run this. Didn't even have to go that deep. The Jaguars, with Jamal Agnew as the receiver, Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback, ran that play against the Eagles earlier this year, ended with a wide-open touchdown. So Enemy saw it, brought it to Andy Reid. They said, hey, guys, when we fake this jet sweep, 
They overcompensate, put too many guys over on the other side. He can come back in this direction and he'll score. And then they did it and it worked. So they said, okay, let's do it again. And it worked again. That's great play calling. If they didn't fix it, let's keep going after it. And oh, by the way, Andy Reid, no plans to retire. I look in the mirror and I'm old. Um, I, my, my heart, though, is young. I mean, I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I got asked that 50 times here. And finally, I just go, whatever, man. You know, whatever. And that's a, that's a good friend. Jay Glazer's a good friend. So, I mean, he, he's probably telling me to get my tail out. I'm too old. But um, I, I'm good with what I'm doing right now. So. Hmm. Hmm. By the way, let me just give you the full, the, the, the full little run of how things broke. They pulled out the merry-go-round. In the Super Bowl, they had players running in a circle in the backfield of the Super Bowl, and they put an offensive lineman in the middle just spinning by himself. So there's a guy spinning in the middle, players spinning around him like some weird game of ring around the rosy on the playground in the Super Bowl. Then they snapped out of it. They ran up. They had a tackle over. One was eligible. They ran a play. It didn't work. Mahomes threw it out of the back of the end zone. Didn't work. They had to run a play with their backup tackle because their starting tackle had reported as eligible on the trick play, and you can't be an an eligible receiver and go right back to being an ineligible offense on back-to-back plays. You can't do it. So they had their backup tackle in and then schemed open a wide-open wide receiver on the very next play, running a play they stole from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it wasn't just that. Establishing the run on the first drive after halftime with a maybe injured Patrick Mahomes was a master class in play calling. Right? The Chiefs, obviously, what was Patrick Mahomes saying at halftime? I guarantee you I know what he was saying. Coach, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Call whatever you need. I'm good. And you know what the coaches were thinking? I have no idea if he's good. I just watched him just watched him limp off the field, sit on the bench, and every time a trainer touched his ankle, he winced and squirmed. We better get this running game under control because we might not have Patrick being Patrick. Then they have a short down and distance, right? Short to go. Long run by Jarek McKinnon. Long run. They showed the replay. They had Jarek McKinnon in uh, as a personnel. He was the running back. They put Sky Moore in the position of running back. That's a wide receiver. They had Jarek McKinnon offset in the eye like a fullback. Then they ran an inside handoff fullback counter to their running back who was wide open. The hole was ginormous. Burst through the line of scrimmage. Big old run. They ran an inside handoff fullback counter to their running back. And the defense had no clue it was coming. And it was still the point in the game where you would have expected Patrick Mahomes not to run. And the play that they faked after they handed it off was an option. And it worked to a T. That is savant level play calling. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy and uh, Joey Blymeyer, whatever their wide receivers coach's name is, like all of them deserve a ridiculous amount of credit for putting their players in the position to win the game, to win each play, to play to their best, to do all of those sorts of things. 
That's why, right, the, the numbers, which I believe are now 29 and four. Andy Reid after a bye is 29 and four. The reason being is because you can't give that guy an extra a week to brainstorm. There's so many legends of Andy Reid. One of them is the whiteboard. One of them is the, the index cards. On a week-to-week basis, he has a whiteboard with like the plays that he wants to get to. And every Sunday night or Monday morning, I don't know when he when he starts the for prep for the next next week, he comes and he erases the whole whiteboard. And he starts scribbling in the little the little, I want to run this, I want to run this, this play, that play. And then by the end, the whiteboard is full. And they run that game's game plan, and then he comes in and he wipes it clean again. That is ridiculous. So this week, he probably wiped it all clean, and then he wrote down that play we stole from the Jags, that other play where they do the, the, the merry-go-round, the fullback inside handoff counter to our running back. Like, he wrote all that on there, got to him at the perfect times. The other thing, and this comes from uh, Travis Kelsey, apparently during the offseason, right, because he doesn't have a week to, like, wipe the whiteboard clean, he puts them on index cards. And and then he shows up that you know next training camp or the next time they start in, inputting the plays, uh, uh, installing the plays is, is the way it's described. Inputting is not the way. I don't know why I went there. Like I've never played football before. Uh, but the stack of of index cards that he has at the beginning of the year, Travis Kelsey described as a the the stack. I thought he was like making uh, his his hand into like the the how big the stack was. I thought he was going to say like two or three Bibles. I thought he was going to say two phone books. I thought he was going to say, you know, the Iliad. I don't know if Travis Kelsey would have went straight to the Iliad, but uh, he said the the thickness of the, the postcard or the, the index cards, about a, about a good double cheeseburger. <laughs> that's pretty good. Even Chris Berman was like, that's appropriate. That's good. He has that many plays that he didn't already have installed that he's created and or stolen over the off season. And he gets to them. So it's one thing just to have great plays that you see and you describe and you think of and right, you, you have a, a brainstorming session. What if we had four quarterbacks on the field at once? Like you do all the what-if games, no bad ideas. Shoot them out here. It's one thing to have all those plays. It's another to call them in seemingly the perfect position every time. And then, and then again, here's my last part of the genius, and, and I just want to give Andy Reid his moment. Uh, he called the same play twice on the goal line. This guy has a stack of plays he wants to run as thick as a double cheeseburger as just new plays for that season. He has a full whiteboard full of plays he wants to run that week. And he still had the the awareness and the forethought to say, I don't know, the one we ran last time worked. Why don't we try that again to the other side? Well, you have 75 other plays you want to run. Yeah, but... It worked. Let's go back to it. Patrick Mahomes. If there is like he's going to shoot up, Patrick Mahomes is going to shoot up all the all-time rankings. He's going to continue to climb. With time, he's just going to accumulate more and more and more. If there's something that could be a wrench in the like Patrick Mahomes ascension to whatever thrones you want him to be chasing after, it's the fact that Andy Reid is 65 years old and he might not be there for all of it. Let's give something away. I said we'll give something away within 10 minutes. I think we're 9 minutes and 40 seconds. So uh, let's do it quickly here. Uh, The PBR, Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour. Professional bull riding, Hampton Classic, comes to the Hampton Coliseum February 25th. 
and the lucky number caller four at 757-687-9494 is going to get the tickets. Caller number four at 757-687-9494 gets the PBR Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour Professional Bull Riding Hampton Classic tickets at the Hampton Coliseum on February 25th. Get your calls in right now. Uh, We'll be back with more, including we're all about accountability on this show. So we will give credit where it is due to the guests that joined our show and chose the Chiefs to win the game. Stick around. Sports are life, but we don't take life too seriously around here. That just wouldn't be our style. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're all about accountability on this show. It's one of our one of our things, right? You make a prediction, you hit it, we let you brag. If you're wrong, we we expect you to be humble in that. I try to acknowledge when when we're right and when we're wrong. Uh, so let's give credit where it's due. All right, this past week, uh, last week I should say, we were on Radio Row. We had more guests on this show than we probably had over the previous six months in one week. Um, me, uh, Robbie did the math. 20 actually i was thinking robbie because the way robbie did the math was uh he counted all of our guests and he knew that sports information x sports innovation x i was making that mistake also uh had two members that that we interviewed uh so he was saying 29 and a half because we had 29 interviews but one of them was with two people however what we didn't acknowledge was uh when we talked with alex singleton he also brought um, some special Olympics friends with him. When we when we did the Wounded Warriors, there were three that that came for that conversation. So we actually had over thirty guests last week. Over thirty guests joined us on the show. We only had sixty total segments. So over half of our segments, uh, you could say, had a guest in it. And most, if not all of them, uh, actually, I can say not all of them. Couldn't ask Kevin Harlan because he was on the broadcast. A few others, we just ran out of time. Um, but we asked most of those 30-plus guests, who are you picking? And ironically, I don't know if ironically is the right word, uh, interestingly enough, way more picked the Eagles. Way more picked the Eagles than picked the Chiefs. But that doesn't mean we're not about our accountability, so let's give credit where it's due. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, he told us where he was leaning. I, I, I usually hold mine until later okay. in the week. I'm leaning Chiefs strongly right now. Give Mike Florio credit, everybody. Frank Caliendo, ironically, this one is ironic. We had all these experts. We had former players. We had MVPs. We had current players. We had uh, analysts that dive into the film. We had all of these these interesting – we had betting analysts that study the line movement and the, the spread and the numbers. And then we had uh, legendary funny man and impressionist Frank Caliendo, and he picked – yeah, I'll do Patrick Mahomes going with the Kansas City Chiefs. There, you go. there we go, man. He not only picked the Chiefs, he did it in his Patrick Mahomes uh, impression. Solomon Wilcots, former NFL player. If I'm giving anyone the benefit of the doubt, it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry. That's just where I'm at. And I know they beat my Bengals to get here, <laughs> but that's how much I believe in Patrick Mahomes. Wilcott's on Sirius XM, bunch of other media outlets. Uh, Lisa Kearney, she is a host on uh, FanDuel TV, and here's her pick. I would go with my Chiefs, and it's even if even if I was not a massive Chiefs homer, I would look at our lineup and I would say, you know, the Chiefs have weapons. 
if Travis Kelsey has a big day. I think the two weeks obviously coming in, everybody's getting healthier, but that's huge for Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain. And, um, you know, he's magic. He is magic what he does, and it just continues to impress everybody. You can catch all of these interviews and much more on our podcast page, Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. You want to catch Trey Wingo's, went a little off the rails, brought energy that I had not seen from Trey Wingo uh, prior to. He obviously was on this station for a long time, Golick and Wingo. Uh, now he, he's doing a bunch of stuff for Caesars. Uh, he also has his own podcasts, a couple of them, and here's his pick. I do believe when push comes to shove, the Chiefs realize their legacy would not be complete with one Super Bowl in three attempts in five years. They know they need to seal the deal to define themselves as the team of this era, and I think they get it done on Sunday. That was very tame, Trey Wingo. He also was barking at a certain point in that that conversation. So, again, check it out, PriorityAutosportsRadio941.com. Rashad Jennings, he is uh, born in Virginia, went to high school in Lynchburg, and ended up after transferring back at Liberty, where he starred. He became a, a seventh-round draft pick. He's a uh, he's longtime NFL running back, and he picked. Whoever scores, scores the most points, uh, I think is probably going to win. And, and, and they'll be wearing <laughs> what color jerseys? I believe they're going to be wearing red. Okay. I think they're going to have some red in their jerseys. <laughs> there we uh, go. To win this one. At one point in time, he did try to argue that Matt Stafford was a running quarterback. So we didn't agree on everything, but he did end up with the Chiefs. So we give credit where it's due. All about accountability here. Uh, and finally, a fan-sided NFL national reporter. And uh, you can also catch him on the Stack in the Box pod- podcast, uh, Matt Verderan. I'm picking the Chiefs 31-23. I think it's a very good game, but I think the Chiefs coaching staff is the big advantage that hasn't been talked about a lot this week. Now... Let's dive into a bit of uh, our predictions. Robbie, who'd you pick? I picked the Chiefs. There you go. Who'd I pick? I picked the Chiefs. My preseason MVP pick, Patrick Mahomes, ding. Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, ding. Uh, I did go into more specifics with my prediction. Things like, I believe the Eagles scored first on their first drive of the game. Ding. I did have the Chiefs winning by a field goal. Ding. But I'm saying all this probably sounds like I'm, I'm boasting. I'm not. It wasn't special. I don't believe those predictions are tremendously impressive. I believe they're, they're simple. I looked at the best quarterback in the world and figured it was smart to bet on him. Right? That's like looking, what, what, what horse are you going to bet on? The one that's the tallest and the fastest? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I looked at the quarterback that plays the most important position in the sport and said, who is the best in the world right now? And then I said, I should probably pick that one. I didn't do any special analysis. There's not some, well, I, I multiplied their estimated yards per play and then I divided it by their, their turnover rate and, and added it into a matrix along with uh, their, their home score of the last five years and their, their coaches wins after a bye and then divided all of that by their, their uh, per wins above replacement. And like, I didn't do any of that. I didn't. I said, who's the best quarterback in the world? And I said, Patrick Mahomes. I said, is it particularly close? I said, not right now. I said, then I'm going to pick that guy. And it worked out well. One of my favorite reactions was from Sean Merriman, who said, I've bet against Patrick Mahomes (laughs) before, and it's bit me in the butt. And then you said... I said, okay, so you're not going to do it again. And he said, no, I am going to do it again. And he picked the Eagles. It is. Those are the... and, And when it gets to gambling, those are the ones that hurt the most. 
when you know going into it like this, I'm going to feel stupid if this is wrong. And then you're wrong and you're like, yep, I knew it. I feel stupid. He literally said like, I've, I, I made the mistake of going against Patrick Mahomes last week because we interviewed him at the beginning of the week and he was talking about the AFC championship game. And I went, all right, are you not going to do it again? And he said, no, absolutely. Picking the Eagles. Sean Merriman. Great guest, by the way. And again, check out all of those uh, interviews, Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. Uh, and there are quite a few of you, again, when accountability matters that were arguing against Patrick with me uh, during the season. Feel free to own up to it. If you thought Josh Allen was better, feel free to own up to it. If you thought Joe Burrow was better, feel free to own up to it. 757-687-9494. Or you can do it on my Twitter, at Donnelly Sports. That would be fair as well. All of our social media brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Again, at Donnelly Sports. If you want to atone, I'll accept. Get your texts in now, 757-687-9494. When we come back, we're going to read your texts and ask, does that do anything for you? Coming up. All day, you've been texting the Tim Donnelly Show at 757-687-9494. Now it's time to read those texts and ask, does that do anything for you? On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. Does that do anything for you? Brought to you by Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII. And Tim, Paul and Gloucester said not a single sack or interception recorded by the Eagles, great defense. What the heck happened? A lot of things happened. We can we can talk about a few of them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes happened, which meant got rid of the ball quickly, evaded uh, the defense when they got close. Uh, the Chiefs' offensive line happened. They're very, very talented and underrated offensive line. Uh, three, Andy Reid happened, calling plays that kept the defense on their toes, uh, movements, ball out fast, those types of things. Three, four, which one are we on? Five, I forget. Uh, D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Article F. Um, the the field. I, I do think it mattered. It was falling apart. It was wet. It was mushy. It was slippery. I, I think that slowed down both pass rushes. Uh, so there's a lot. There's a lot that went into it, but they probably needed, you know, one or two more sacks to really, uh, you know, close the gap. Ended up being a one field goal game. Gap wasn't wide. From the 804, yes. Keep telling us the NFL aren't making calls that favor the Kansas City. Do you think, you really think the NFL cares that much to get Kansas City, which, by the way, is not like media market number one, to get Kansas City a win that they would ruin the last minute, at least minute and a half, of the most watched event of the year? They're like, you know what? The entertainment... (laughs) In our entertainment business, where everything we do depends on gambling money and television revenue, we don't need to worry about the entertainment. Let's make sure we get another Super Bowl for the Chiefs, rather than one of the biggest media markets in the country in Philly. Yeah. I love that conspiracy theory. From the 757, I think Isaiah Pacheco earned his earned his money the last couple of weeks he took the some pretty hard hits he's not getting paid a lot that guy's not a first round pick and he's a rookie now he's getting paid a lot based on what we think is a lot uh but he's not getting paid a lot based on nfl money and he's gonna have to be healthy and awesome for three more years to really make the money that makes you your eyebrows raise uh he's he's basically 
another success story for Brett Veach, the GM of the Kansas City Chiefs. He identified Isaiah Pacheco playing on a bad college team at Rutgers as a player with the potential to step up and play a huge role. Uh, keep like Think of the running backs behind him. Uh, uh, what is it? Ronald Jones is behind him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is behind him. Uh, uh, I can't. Oh, gosh. Gosh. He was uh, on the Chargers. Melvin and then Gordon. Melvin Gordon was on the practice squad. Couldn't even get off the practice squad. Yet Pacheco was getting the ball 15 times in, in a Super Bowl. It's a really impressive day for him. From David in the 757, we were talking about Tony's uh, punt return. Do you think the the punt was messed up because the field was being slippery? Maybe the puncher was trying to compensate for the slick field. Possibly. Um, I'm going to treat this one like an elite billiards player or an elite golfer. You have to know where your miss is going to be and and put it in a good spot. Meaning, if you're a punter and you're worried about the slick surface, high and short is much better than low line drive, even if it's a bit longer. Because it's all about making sure your coverage unit has time to get in place. Uh, the low trajectory of the punt ended up being a big deal. It gave Tony enough time to go one way. Ah, nope, no, nope, no, nope. go the other way. And uh, it was a big run. So, big return. So, yeah, you have to know where your miss is going to be and put it in a good place. From the 540, trying to figure out what we can do with the refs, the solution is simple review penalties when you're under two minutes. Review everything when you're under two minutes. Review everything when you're under any minutes. Review everything quickly. That's it. All just has to be quickly. And if it takes more more people, fine. You're the NFL. You have it. I think the one thing that that we're not asking the NFL to do enough of is staff up. Just bring more people. I want I want each individual making less decisions, but just bring in more people to make the same amount of decisions. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Like it's always like, oh, how can the eye in the sky watch everything? It's like, well, I want one eye in the sky just watching the offensive line, one eye in the sky just watching the quarterback, one eye in the sky just watching the linebackers. Like, I, like make it that easy. Less decisions, more people. Tim from Carlin in the seven five seven. I got a kick out of this one. My gripe, my gripe is regarding sportsmanship. If McKinnon scores that final touchdown, my six-leg parlay hits, <laughs> and I'm a richer man. It was gut-wrenching. Yep. I mean, I got nothing for you. I wish I had some kind of, like, uh, anecdote that would make you feel happier with the way things broke. You had Jarek McKinnon, anytime touchdown scorer. He, if he wanted to, could have scored a touchdown, but instead sat down on the one-yard line because it was the smarter thing to do to bleed the clock, kick the field goal, uh, and win the game as time expired or close to it. There's nothing, nothing I got for you. You, uh, you didn't win your bet, and you probably feel like you should have. Tough. From the seven five, <laughs> felt kind of callous there. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough. I got nothing for you. From the seven five seven, Patrick Mahomes was kept up, kept off the field, and that's why his numbers were low. They kept showing him sitting over there, and he looked bored because when he get on, got on the field, he did what he always does. They did show him looking bored a lot. I thought it was funny. Again, talk about the Kelseys. Right out the gate, right? The Eagles go ding, 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 touchdown. And then the Chiefs are out there trying to score. And Jason Kelsey's on the sideline just hammering like a protein bar. It's like, you are, you aren't, you weren't nourished enough to make it 10 minutes into the game? Just smashing food. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the other thing is timeouts are longer at the Super Bowl. Uh, there's there's more commercials because they make more money off of it. 
At one point in time, the Chiefs had run nine plays in like an hour and 34 minutes. Like it was a long break. Now, now Rihanna was mixed into that. The the Gronk kick was mixed into that. There was a lot of stuff mixed into that. But yeah, he did look bored at times. Speaking of the Gronk kick from the 757, I thought that was stupid. I didn't even <laughs> know it was coming. I'm calling it kick gate. Well, when a Patriot is involved, we do like throwing gate on the end and suspending him for four games. So, uh, Gronk, you're suspended for four games, officially. And for the 757, is Heineke going to take over Henny's job in KC? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to want to spend on a backup quarterback. You know, we talked with Greg Cosell about how they've built their their roster, and he's already said, you know, they had they had to sacrifice special teams because their their guys they had to pay. Meaning Mahomes they had to pay, Chris Jones they had to pay, a few others. Uh, so I'm not sure how, what their budget. You know, Heineke might be a little rich for their blood. They might they might want to shop on the bargain basement bin a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. Tim Donnelly show is going to give the top shot today to the Kansas City Chiefs. You win a Super Bowl, you get to be a top shot. The top shot, Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to be a top shot, check out Freedom Shooting Center, the premier shooting range and gun store in Hampton Roads. Thank you to Robbie uh, for keeping us up and running today. Thank you to everybody that called and texted in. Tomorrow is a Winners and Losers Tuesday. So if you want to get a jump on it, 757-687-9494. It's the Dream Lawns text line. So send in who you think is winning and who's losing in the sports world. 757-687-9494. Again, that is tomorrow here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Most importantly, thank you to Larry King Law. If you're ever injured in an accident, give him a call. 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. That's 757-INJ-U-R-E-D. 757 at 6 coming up next. Stick around for that until tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody.